Hi, welcome to the Wabi Sabi Happy Life Podcast, where self-love and contentment rules. I'm Kendra, and I'm a personal coach, and I'm so glad you're sticking around and listening to my words, my thoughts, and ramblings on self-love, contented living, and loving your imperfections. If you're someone that enjoys simple living, a contented life that is joyful, then the Wabi Sabi Happy Life Podcast is for you. Each week, I'll share my point of views, and I hope to impart what I've learned and continue to learn as we make the most of this one life that is sometimes challenging, but always precious. Hey, 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 peeps, friends. Happy Thursday. Well, it seemed like um, I missed a podcast episode last week. Well, there is a reason for that. Uh, My son was sick again. Yeah, he's two and a half. He goes to daycare, so he does fall sick quite often. Um, That is why I didn't have the time to record an episode. Um, I thought I did. I could have done an episode, but in the end, it was just too much um, to take on. And as someone that practices self-love and being gentle and kind with myself... I told myself, it's okay. I allow myself the space to do what needs to be done. And here I am again this week. The world didn't end, obviously. And uh, life is good again because amazing weather here in Switzerland. It's been so amazing. I, I wonder, did I share that the weather was really nice in my last episode? Yeah, since then, two weeks ago and now. But, as like many things in life, the good things sometimes have to end. So it will be gray days, cold, colder weather from tomorrow onwards. So, and I was talking to a friend today, well, client slash friend, um, in my virtual assistant business, and I we had lunch because she's doing very well. She keeps me making placements. So. And we, I was saying, we were both saying, oh no, the weather is going to be bad tomorrow. And then, yeah, well, we have to appreciate the negative, the bad as well. I mean, by appreciating, by knowing what is good, what is bad, when the bad comes, we know how to look forward to what is good again. So it's just the yin and yang, the shadow and light parts, and just appreciating things. Um when it's bad or when it's good, all right? Okay, so what am I going to talk about this week? Well, last week I wrote an article on my blog. Um, It's called Death Can Be Motivating. And I think I will talk about that in this episode uh, of my podcast because I have just also finished a book called the Unwinding uh, of the Miracle by Julie Yip Williams. Um, if you Google this book title, The Unwinding of a Miracle, and Ju- Julie Yip Williams, you'll find her blog, um, some media news about her. And basically, it's she passed away last year, March, March 2018, from metastatic cancer um, that she was diagnosed with in 2013. 
So she fought the good fight. And um, she was a mom to two beautiful girls. And she had an amazing life. She, she was born blind uh, in Vietnam during the Civil War. And at two months old, her paternal grandma wanted her parents to end her life because, you know, being born blind um, was not a good omen. Um, they wanted to spare everyone's lo- uh, the hardship for the baby, perhaps, or p- for the family, and whatever. And it was just, she had cataracts when she was born. But they, um, due, they due to certain circumstances, she, she was kept alive. So, look, I don't want to spoil too much of the story. So, this book really got me to think a lot about my life. I mean, I read... Uh, I've read quite a few cancer memoirs. Um, reason I did that, reason I love, I don't love reading it, but I it's something I read or enjoy reading, is because my brother-in-law um, passed away in 2015 at the age of 35 due to metastatic cancer. And I've seen how people dealt with the grief. And um, yeah, it was a personal issue to a certain extent. And that's why I read these memoirs to understand um, what people have are going through or have gone through and to get lessons yeah and to also motivate myself in a sense that I need to live better I need to be more conscious you know about my day-to-day I need to do the things that mean that are meaningful to me so that is why I before I read this book I already wrote a blog post called death can be motivating. I'm morbid, I'll be the first to admit. You know, um, I've been reading stories of serial killers, Jack the Ripper. I even went on a Jack the Ripper tour in the UK recently. Uh, I'm also a fan of horror stories. Um, Don't get me wrong, I often shun news about death when it involves really nasty news like um, death of babies, killed by parents, and you know, all these things, I I can't cope with these kind of news. But I do think about death often. And why do I do that? Because my life philosophy is that life is fucking damn short. I love to say F-U-C-K quite a bit. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Yeah. Because I know death is waiting for me and for all of us. You really don't know when you will go, you know. you You could go tomorrow. Or you could go this evening. So you don't know when the shit will hit the fan and splatters and buries you or me, you know? So the thought of death has motivated me to speak to the guy I was once interested in, not my husband. Because of death, I have quit a soul-sucking job uh, in market research and was jobless for two months, but I managed to keep my sanity intact because I was breaking out in hives. I had eczema due to the stress from the job. But also because I have death. death. I faced death, death in the family. My mom and my stepdad committed suicides when they were 50 years old. Well, he was much older, but my mom was 50. Um, my adopted family side, a baby died at eight months old. Well, my first adopted mom died when she was in her 30s. So death, death is, has been everywhere quite a bit. And um, so yeah, 
I don't avoid the subject of death, because of death, I've taken more risks. Because in my mind, what can be worse than death? When you die, you die, and everything that seems so important is no longer important or has meaning. You know,、um, things like oh, I didn't get the job that I wanted, I didn't go on this holiday, I didn't buy the designer bag, or、um, oh, someone was cut, someone cut the queue. I mean, this traffic jam. You know, when you die, do these things mean? When you're diagnosed with cancer, you're fighting to stay alive. Are these things too important? So yeah, why I said death is because Wabi Sabi touches on death. Wabi Sabi tells us that seriously, dude, nothing lasts, right? Nothing is permanent. So what the fuck are you waiting for? So d- what it tells us is, if you want to do something, as long as it doesn't hurt people, do it. Find a way. You know, you're not stuck. You're not a tree, so you're not stuck, right? And another way to use death. As a motivation tool is ask yourself: Is this worse than death, or what's the worst that can happen to you if you do decide to do X? I'm sure nothing can beat dying because dying is the end, the finale, the final destination. This motivating tool can be useful if you are realist. That's what I am, or you are、uh, pragmatic. Death as a motivator might not work for those who are romantic at heart or like to see the world through rose-tinted lenses. It doesn't mean that they are wrong, though. These people are wrong. It's what works for them, and what works for them may be different. What works for them may be to have longing, to dream, to have something elusive. You know, chasing after that elusiveness. Romantics love to do that. But for realists and a pra- pragmatic. Person like me, and you enjoy simple solution. Then try using the thought of death, your own death. Yeah, the thought of you dying, and your impending death. I mean, that's for sure it's coming. To do things that may seem scary for you, and as a self love and contentment coach, what does death fit? How does death fit with self love? Love and death seems like polar opposites. Actually, when I wrote this,、um, you know, love's image is a beautiful rose, whereas death has an image of a grim reaper. But after reading this book、uh, by Julie Yip Williams, the unwinding of a miracle, she actually said through her impending death, love came through many people from her side and from people from people that know her. She saw the love that people gave when they know the end is near. You know, of course,、uh, on the surface, death is does not fit with self love image wise, but then it's wabi sabi, which is about decay, aging, imperfections, and the fertility of it all. You know, yeah. So there is this phrase from the book, this memoir, which is, "Health is wasted on the healthy." And. Living life, sorry, life is wasted on the living, and this basically means that when we have it, you don't appreciate it. You know, you forget about it. You take it for granted. It's when you're losing it that's when every you know, you want to do everything to keep it. But why don't you start doing the things to keep it now to appreciate it, rather than waiting until you're losing it. To do the work, 
So permission is really granted and given for you to um, do what is necessary, do what is required, you know, to live the life that you want to live. You don't have to wait for anyone um, to start doing this. All right. Well, give me a second here. I'm trying. To, I I I want to read some passages from the book because it's made such an impact on me. I even wrote a review on Amazon because I don't normally want to write reviews um, because there's so many reviews out there already. But with this book, I was like, no, I got to write it. You know, it, it spoke to my heart. It spoke to my heart so dearly. So. What else did Julie Yip Williams write? Uh, what else did she write? Um, I'm just going to go through my notes here. Yeah, see? You learn with cancer diagnosis that so much of life's hardship becomes more bearable when you're able to build and lean on a network of loyalty, support, and love. And you gather around you the people. So you see, the love, the Death, impending death can bring love and you cherish it because you know the time is running out. And she said there is incredible value in pain and suffering if you allow yourself to experience it, to cry, to feel sorrow and grief. Yeah, And she said dying has taught her a great deal about living, about facing hard truths consciously, about embracing the suffering as well as the joy. Wrapping her arms around the hard parts was perhaps the great liberating experience of my life. And this is what I've been always saying, you know. Don't sugarcoat things. Find your vulnerability, find your values and beliefs, and then go out and live it. You know, because when you tell yourself, when you sugarcoat it, you're just fooling yourself and the people around you. So, and this is a message to myself as well because I've decided I want to stop being a people pleaser. I'm not saying go out there and be rude and, you know, uh, um, be rude and just share whatever's on your mind, but it's stopping being a people pleaser, meaning I have occasions, heard, I've occasions put external people as a priority over my own son and my husband. How can I do that? You know, these two men or boys are the most important thing in my life. So they are the priority from now on. And I will give you an example. And you, and I, I felt so bad after I did that. So yesterday was a really nice day. And I took my toddler out uh, for an outing. Uh, at around 12 in the afternoon because I wanted him to enjoy the nice weather. And prior to that, I've made an appointment with another mom to meet at the playground at 3.30. So I thought, okay, I have the time. I leave at 12-ish. Dominic, my son, will play around for two hours, and then I'm going to meet the mom later. The thing is, Dominic naps in the afternoon. So, of course, after playing for two hours, he started napping on our way home in the car, and he was sleeping in the car seat. And then I went to the playground in the, with the car and met my friend there, but Dominic is, was sleeping in the car seat. No worries, it was um, not too hot, not too cold. It was, he was fine in the car seat, and I was watching him from the playground. And, of course, this mom of mine had 
a, 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 a boy as well who wanted to play with Dominic. And obviously Dominic is sleeping and I felt bad because we sort of arranged this meeting for them to play together. And this boy has no one to play with. And so after letting Dominic sleep for 20 minutes, I went to sort of wake him up to carry him. And he was so unhappy. He was so grumpy. And I carried him anyway to the playground. And he didn't want to play. And because of my fucking pleasing, people-pleasing kind of way, I was like being a little bit pushy to my son. Like, why are you still sleepy? Why don't you get up and play with the boy? You know, so this is what I mean. Because why? Because I felt bad. Because I I wanted to please um, this mom friend. And I wanted to, you know. But Dominic was so tired. And he really needed his sleep. So in hindsight... What I, sh- what I should have done was let Dominic sleep and say, look, I'm sorry this happened. He needs to nap. Sleep is important to him. And put my son number one on the list of priority. So that was a lesson for me after I reflected on, on my way home. And I thought, you know what? I'm not going to know people please anymore. And I'm going to make this change. And this is the message as well. Because you know what? Life is too short and I'm not going to people please. So... As you know, I ramble from one topic to another, but that's another thing. So today's podcast was about death and then people-pleasing. Stop it. Stop people-pleasing. And another book that I've read way before these cancer memoirs was The Last Lecture by Randy Posh. And I want to share these two thoughts on death from him. First is, you know, he had pancreatic cancer. Yeah, and he had two boys and he died young. And he said, I've never understood pity and self-pity as an emotion. We have a finite amount of time. Whether short or long, it doesn't matter. Life is to be lived, so live. To be cliche, death is a part of life and it's going to happen to all of us. He had, or I, I have the blessings of getting a little bit of advance notice and I'm able to optimize my use of time down the home stretch. So friend, live. Live it. Live your life. Right, And why I'm sharing this is because I see people harping over small things, or things that really in the face of death have no meaning. And I'm also so in awe of these, of these people that shared their stories because, you know, you would, they were fearful of death because who doesn't? Who, who's not scared of death? But the amount of strength and when they finally accept the meaning of life through death, it's liberating. I mean, it's amazing. And obviously I'm human and there'll be days where I'll forget. But I really want to remind myself that life, um, yes, life is beautiful. Life is a miracle. And with death, you know, the miracle can keep carry on because after death, right? But yeah, so the message today is death can be motivating and also live your life and don't people please because it doesn't serve you. All right. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Wabi Sabi Happy Life Podcast. If you're looking to ditch your inner critic, own your brave story, 
or just want to start loving yourself fully, just go to my website and check out my offers on coaching. I will be with you again next Thursday. Until then, my friend, be contented and simply joyful.